What are we talking about today? The beginning of the end. <laughs> Did you press record? I don't know. I can't remember. The beginning of the end. Yeah, what does it all mean? Well, it means that we're going to end. We've made an executive decision. We have? Yes, to end season two. Mm. Are we going to be honest with people who are listening to this about the reasons why? Do they really want to hear it? Is this a conversation people are are, are clamoring for? <laughs> is it? What do you think the real reason is that for you? What's the reason for you that we're ending season two? Because let's be honest, we're, we had intended, our goal was to have 12 episodes with songwriters and we achieved nine of those. Right. Episodes featuring other songwriters. So we have fallen just slightly short of the mark. It's just slightly. Still 75%, which is a passing grade. Hmm. We got nine out of 12, which is yes. 75%, which is a passing grade. True. So we have passed. And we did a lot of traveling and we saw a lot of things. And we also, you know, hung out with a lot of really great people. And we created great work that, is, some for me, is ending up on an album. Yeah, look at a you. A couple of songs. Repurposing. <laughs> Way to Just go. All part of the work, you know. My mind stand as solo testaments to creativity. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're all my subscription service. Yeah. Or some of them are. So all of them what are the reasons why you feel that we're stopping at this point? Uh, well, I don't think we were as organized as we could have been for this for this season. Why, why are you starting it out with shaming us? No, I'm starting off with self-evaluation before I look at the larger problem. I think we were very organized for through January. And then what happened was we did the long tour in January and it mm -hmm. just, you know. We never came back to it. I think it was a really good learning experience because it was just like, I, I remember thinking in the middle of recording season two, like, oh, it's now time to prepare for the last three. Right. And I just kept not doing it. Right. Well, and we also had, I mean, looking at that idea of, you know, planning ahead, like I, I come back to that idea of like, well, you know, we didn't, we didn't suss out you know what we do after the big tour it just became the big tour or mm -hmm. whatever and then and then you know life gets in the way you know we start working on projects yeah it's not life it's um well the work. hustle yeah the, the hustle and uh yeah and and financially you know financial i think the financial component to me um kind of also uh rolled into the booking aspect of it and just like the communication with other people just wasn't very good. Yeah. And uh, on their behalf. Yeah. <laughs> not, not mine. So, yeah. So, like, I hate, I always hated the term burned out. People are like, oh, you just get burned out and you have to, like, refresh. It's just like, I don't, um, I don't disagree with the idea of recuperation mm -hmm. and recovery. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was just reading this morning in some literature that I try to read every day about three A's, awareness, acceptance, and action. Mm -hmm. And the reading was specifically about jumping from awareness to action and skipping the acceptance part. And I was like, you can't, ex you can't skip it, you know? So like in a lot of situations in my artistic life, I tend to just like, and in my personal life, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been very reactionary and mm -hmm. have not been in the middle of that process and just said, I accept the information that this is telling me. Right. 
And I feel like in this situation, it, it's not that I got burned out because there's no way to get burned out. Oh, mm-hmm. what a beautiful noise. My alarm. The coffee's done. Ooh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to depress the plunger. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Coffee, coffee, coffee. Anyway, um, oh, you're a I don't. Press, aren't you? <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> All right. Anyway, I don't think that I got burned out. I think the, a better word is that it, the fatigue. I got fatigued. Hmm. I got fatigued on the idea of searching out other songwriters um, around the country, putting the infrastructure to get to them communicating all of the stuff that was going into it. So I started to get fatigued and then it started to affect my ability to be excited about that idea. Right. And so for me, the way to cure that, the way I've cured that in the past. And I think one of the reasons why I tend to, um, move from project to project is that I was like, all right, I want to start thinking about the next season. I want to think about like, what is the theme or the, the impetus for the next season because it's you and me sitting here in my apartment talking to each other yeah it used to be at my house but yeah now i guess we're not going to do that no it's like well we've got like some we're we're shifting it up a little bit we've become more mobile because season two did teach us that we can do it mobily yeah i bought the scarlet 18 i8 focus right is not sponsoring us so we won't mention their name that's right oh dang it why aren't you why aren't you sponsoring us we're, we're podcasters. <laughs> Give us gobs of money. Anyway, um, I feel like if, if I feel like if I was listening to this, I was listening to like the sad wails of a nothing hap- ending. <laughs> so I don't want to do that because I feel like we have some people who really supported us. Yes, so like let's do. let's start there. I would like to. This is going to be our final episode for season two right. of Why Aren't You Famous? And my intention is to move forward into season three because. The pot personally, the podcast for me focuses me on our on our mutual touring schedule. Like mm-hmm. we we plan stuff around it, and then we do shows around it. And also, there's a technical aspect of it. It keeps me in um, you know, on the web and like practicing like how to edit things on the website, which is right. something I never imagined I would ever be doing as a musician. Which is spending ninety percent of my time. Um, on a computer (laughs) creating Uh, invisible things Um, so it does keep my hands in there it does keep me in the mode of promotion and there's also this really positive side effect which is that like when horrific things happen in the world and people choose to put them on our public forum of the internet it makes me feel personally good that we're creating something that's sort of whimsical and fun and and I, I imagine that a lot of people are listening to us the way that I listen to podcasts too, which is like you're driving or mm-hmm. you're making your coffee or you're doing work or whatever. And it's sort of in the background and we're just yeah. sitting there talking. So I, I appreciate that. And I, this, it's not possible without the, the tens of people that supported us <laughs> financially. Like yes. we, you and I have invested hundreds and thousands of dollars in our own work mm-hmm. That we've earned through other work, not involved with music. Yeah, I pre-spent my retirement. <clears throat> Are you ever going to retire? No. I don't think... It, I, the, I, the concept of retirement for artists is like... Oh, well, who'd want to retire from it? No, I want to like... I mean, if I'm, still, if I'm still trying to get a gig from the Falcon Bar in Orlando in 30 years, I'm kind of hoping that I have a swift heart attack that <laughs> takes me out of it. That's right, Falcon Bar. I, I name-checked you. It's on... 
They responded. They did after five emails and having to talk to a couple AI bots. They finally. Oh, responded. that was the place. That was the place, and we posted to their their Facebook. I posted that uh, to their page on Facebook, the public page on Facebook, and said, "Who do I have to talk to to get a gig?" Oh God, that's what that was last night. Yeah, okay. and then you responded. <laughs> what did you put? You put something funny too. Well, because it was grammatically incorrect, and so I, I corrected you because I'm a grammar nerd. Are you a grammar nerd? Sort of. Not mm. really. I use a lot of incorrect grammar. Boy, do you. Whoa. <laughs> well, I thought I we know. were friends. Well, I thought so, too, but you got upset about the really good coffee that I was using. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, listeners. When you live on... <laughs> a musician's budget sometimes you buy really terrible safeway coffee and um it's like a it's like one of those slap bracelets from the 80s but it's on your tongue it's like slaps your tongue it's like and i was gonna just say licking a a bald tire Ooh, that's good thank you licking a bald tire coffee Mm -hmm. available at safeway Mm. also known as their organic colombian blend for the true steel but belted throwing thread because even if you taste. press it correctly there's still like some gravel in it yeah like there's a gravelly yeah, there's yeah. gritty feeling it exfoliates the enamel on your teeth while you drink it and i don't ever get the euphoric <laughs> lift because i've just basically like licked a bald tire <laughs> right can't be like a fresh michelin no no it cannot it has mm. to be a bald man i tell you what that's been rolling through baltimore city streets <laughs> picking up all kinds so, of, of stuff of, that's of gonna a 12 help. o'clock boy dirt <laughs> bike Anyway, it's picking up all stuff that's going to get you a good immune system. Right. Or syphilis. One or the other. We're num- I think we're still number one. Woo! So anyway. Um, syphilis, if you're the listening, po- the point we, is need, we need sponsorship. We've, Sponsored we've, by syphilis. We've actually... Where's this conversation going? What is it? Does it matter? It's the last episode of the season. It does matter because I think that I want to attract people to like what the third season is going to hopefully be about. Well, I think the overall arcing question, because like I, I titled this one, I'm saving it as WTF. And, but I thought like, and I just, you know, yeah, what does it matter? Like, I think that's our, our, like my conversation and part of the feeling that I have, and, and you know this for the, cause the past couple of days I've been kind of down about all this stuff. Yes. Listeners, Andrew has been feeling <laughs> low yes. since Thursday evening. Mm-hmm. It's now Monday morning. Yes. <clears throat> but I mean, I'm, 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 I'm I've, I've worked through it. I'm. Oh, good. You're on the other side. I'm on the other side, but it, it's also like there's, I mean, these are larger existential questions that I don't have answers to. And, and Isn't that, that the point of making the music? Well, I don't know if I answer any questions. You just find more questions. No, well, no, I'm, I'm putting more batteries in the flashlight. Mm. Um, you know, it's, it's like a different type of gear that you need to spelunk or belay or climb or scrape or whatever it is you're trying to do, travel. It's so funny that you said flashlight because right a second before you said flashlight, I thought you were going to say something different. Flashlight? No. No. <laughs> but something related to that. Oh, anyway. <laughs> flash dance? Yes. <laughs> Every song is a new flash dance. Because I'm a maniac. So a maniac. you're feeling better. I'm but feeling, part of I'm part of better, the but yeah, part of the lowlands you were visiting had to do with um something that we that inspired this podcast, mm-hmm. which is, um, and something we were talking about with our friends, um, Jen and Scott Smith of Naked Blue yesterday, <clears throat> about how 
they have produced a project with um, Jack Reacher. Lee Child. Uh, sorry, Lee Child. <laughs> Jack Reacher, as if he was a real person. I got to drink some more of this delicious coffee. <laughs> Jen has kind of gone off the rails lately. Oh um, They're living in a fantasy land. Like, yes. Anyway, so they created a project um, that was inspired by the words of Lee Child and his character Jack Reacher, like um, putting um, a voice to a fictional character in song, <clears throat> which is something that I think appeals to a lot of us as songwriters because we write about ourselves and then also other times we get into char characters mm -hmm. and amalgams of characters. And to have a best-selling, like international best-selling author who's now your collaborator should like shoot their sales through the roof because even like 1% of his fans purchasing that music would mean like at least like a couple new guitars yeah. <laughs> but we were talking yesterday about like um that we all do our own booking and trying to capitalize on these moments and when jen mentioned the window of time that she felt she really had she was like i have to strike while this iron is hot which is like the next four months because after that we're back to being nobodies you're back to being well not i hate oh, the that, word those, nobody. Are her, those are her words did she say that she said that yeah we'll yeah. be back to being nobodies so it's still like, I th we have not answered the question. Well, no, I think we have answered the question. Why aren't you famous? Yeah. Um, and over the last three years of work, this has been three years we've been working on this? Almost three years, right? Almost three years. Yeah, that we've been working on this project. Um, yeah, we started in 2017. That, um, well, two well, years. Well, 2016 was when we did the... we did the Cyber tour. We did the cyber tour, and then it was the that... The summer of 2017 is when we started planning Right, the spring one. is okay. when we started talking about it, and then <clears throat> planning it in summer. So, let's say two years of working on the podcast yeah. in, in earnest. Is that, like, the, the essential impetus for it, which is to focus you and I um, as a team on booking tours... And just, you know, helping to motivate each other to have an external motivation in a collaborator is really, really powerful. Um, and I want to put a pin on that and come back to it in a second. It's, um, that's, I think that's what's a little bit frustrating for me is that I, I don't feel like I discovered that here's my friend Josh at the Assorted Table Wine Shop in Charlotte, North Carolina likes to say this, like after we do events, he's like... Two positives, two negatives. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the negatives is is that I don't feel like I discovered any new information on how to do that mm. in this process. A positive is that I, I had great camaraderie mm -hmm. in the process and felt like there are times when my energy or my spirit was flagging that you would boost me and that I would return the favor when you needed it. And that's that's the beauty of having a friend in any situation um, and having a a worthwhile collaborator that encourages you and gives you other perspectives and you know it also berates you occasionally for um coffee things <laughs> anyway what did i put a pin in uh you uh, i can't remember oh no we can go back and listen to it if we have to oh god i put a pin in it because anyway well it was something about like uh you expected to be somewhere else like you learned something. oh no 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 it was about um worthwhile collaborators oh yeah yes. And I don't mean that, like, no, I'm not trying to say that, like, there are worthless collaborators. Um, I, the reason I wanted to put a pin in it is that I've had um, a, definitely awareness and now acceptance of the fact that I have reached an age 
where I don't really have time to, um, I have to start sussing out my projects with, um, with other artists that are really, really running alongside. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, we've had that. You and I have had that because both of us are motivated for our both individual artistic practices and then this mutual project together and then the, the ways that we assist each other in the performance of your music and the performance of my music and mm-hmm. the, the shows that we have um, where we may hire each other to accompany or when we just simply do together. It's like it, it, there's a stark difference between that and then the times in my past when I've um, collaborated with people who are brilliant musicians and artists but are 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 not there yet yeah and it the the good thing for me is that i feel like i'm i don't know if this is age i'm just starting to reserve more of my energy for and i'm just more aware of it now right like i'm aware of it and then i accept rather than just like acting and, and trying to scramble around to find the thing that's going to fix the problem so yeah <clears throat> yeah i was hoping that like uh i was hoping that we would you know, thinking about the success of the podcast or the podcast and the purpose of the podcast. One of the many things, the Swiss Army multiple purpose, you know, facets of it was that it would build momentum. And, you know, with, with momentum, that energy, you know, is a balancing act and you're, but you're, you're going forward somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily think we've gone backwards in some things. Like, I mean, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the traveling, a lot of the songwriter stuff that we did. Um, I enjoyed all of the sessions that we did with everybody and, and it was, that was a lot of fun. And then there was the technical aspect of like, well, how are we going to do that? And, and I like mixing it and <clears throat> I'm not saying that I listen to the podcast more than you do, but I, I spent a lot of time yeah. just listening to it because I'm, it was, especially in the editing phase and stuff. So, um, and to me, this becomes like a, an audio photo album of, of what we've done and, mm-hmm. and those things I'm like, I, I really like. And the on the oh on, that appeals to me incredibly as a diarist. It's yeah. just like oh this it's is, an artifact. Yeah, it's a it's a moment, and it's and it's captured. Um, because we hear the conversations that we're having, and then we start thinking like, well, what was going on around us while we were having those conversations? Yeah, you know, and the the thing about the momentum part that I I am I'm not very keen on is just the fact that I was like, well, in terms of moving forward as a musician and on the business side of things, yeah, I'm still at point A. Yeah, I haven't got the point B. So I still can't get people to respond to an email. I still don't have any sales. That brings me to the the concept that I posited to you a couple of weeks ago about what I would like season three theme to be. Season three's theme. I didn't mean to be like season three theme. I meant to make three possessive. Uh-huh. Um. Anyway, about visibility and invisibility. So these are the thoughts. Uh, that who I'm, said that? Huh? Who, who said that? I said it. Are you here? I can't see you. Ah, uh, ha, ha. No, I'm here. Huh? I think. I'm sensing that I'm here. Yeah, you're here. Wait, it is April Fool's Day. You are, wear, you are wearing a, a stunning outfit right now. Thank you. What, what, what would you call those pants? Like some sort of like paisley elephant? Yeah, these are elephant, elephants. And <laughs> they're inherited elephants. My mother gave them to me when I was home caring for her a couple of weeks ago, and they don't really fit. And there's a rip in them, but they were free, which is like how I get a lot of my clothes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see. I see. So visibility and invisibility. Visibility and invisibility. <clears throat> so speaking of clothes, we were um, 
I've been talking about like not necessarily buying new clothes, but taking the pieces that I've bought and having them tailored so that they actually fit the body that I have. Mm-hmm. Not the body that I think I'm going to have after I swim six miles in May and continue right. to train through this month. Not the body that I think I'm going to have if I do yoga consistently for five days a week as I always dream of doing. And I'm not. Um, <clears throat> but the body that I have now as an almost 44-year-old woman who is, you know, try to be healthy. But, like, why am I constantly buying clothes that don't fit me? It's because I have this idealized version of myself and I look at pictures and I think I want to look like that when those pictures, like I wonder even why, like the reason those are visible to me is to sell me something. Sure. So anyway, my point is that um, tending to my appearance, especially when I'm out in the world or on stage has helped me feel like I'm stepping forward from the crowd a little bit, you know, like, I um I've always noticed it when musicians are um that that take care with their costume on stage. And a lot of people do. And I'm not talking about like a specific type of costume. I'm just saying that they like, you know, they're like this is a real thing. I made an effort to practice and I'm also making an effort to show you that I take this with seriousness. Mm-hmm. This is one of the reasons why I have bowed at the end of my performances for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Because it, even if I'm at a like house concert or a rock club or wherever where you wouldn't think that like a musician would normally take a bow because you would see that on the stage at a classical concert. It's like, no, I'm, I'm recognizing that the exchange here is that I performed for you and you're showing your appreciation by applauding. I'm going to take the moment and bow mm-hmm. in gratitude for your attention. And um, the visibility invisibility part of it to me is one of the most fascinating things of our political climate for the last couple of years. And even the last 25 years of the historical record, when I was studying history in the nineties, I, we were just then starting to reap the benefits of the, of the previous 20 years of smaller minority stories coming forward in, in forms of old letters and diaries. And all of a sudden it wasn't the great white man version of history. Mm-hmm. It was indigenous people and women and people who uh, have, you know, black people and minorities and other people, immigrants to this country where their stories were coming out in historical record. And it was like this great visibility of like an entire culture to realize like, oh, those people who have been sort of operating the machinery behind the scenes. Mm-hmm are now their stories and their lives are visible. And that's what was the impetus for my portraits project. How do I make the invisible inside of me, the emotional invisible part, be visible through my own stories, but also filter through these stories of, of the emotional lives of women. Right. And so that intrigues me to explore that because it's this huge wide umbrella and you and I can play under that with a lot of different things. But one of the things that I was thinking about was you had gone to a jam session in Baltimore at um, a man who does tailoring, a clothier. Mm-hmm. Um, Christopher Schaefer. Christopher Schaefer. I don't know if you wanted to mention him. Oh, yeah, I'll mention him. Um, I have a feeling that he doesn't mind publicity. Yeah. So, <laughs> and one of the one of the reasons I was really excited for you to go is that, um, and I've heard several people tell me this, and then I've relayed it to you because I think it's a good thing to relay, but I've had several people say Andrew Grimm is an attractive fellow <laughs> and I'll agree because I do agree uh-huh. and then 
just to encourage you to emphasize your attractiveness by having clothes that feature your attractiveness and highlight it. Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> I'm just, I, I told you once, I'll, I'll tell you again, I'm not interested in wearing capri pants. <laughs> I know. So there's a lot of people who are really excited about Andrew Grimm's calves. They, uh, you know what? They get the most. I tell you, like in the ladies, in the get your engines started in the sixty plus set. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I have personally witnessed a woman in her sixties compliment your legs. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's so yep. interesting and unique reaction. Anyway, so I had this thought when you went to that to that jam session that. To low, I mean, it was sort of it was practical because I was just like, how can we lower the expense of producing this podcast? Well, do it yeah. in Baltimore. And I'm going to be honest with you that I have um, some stuff I have to work through with working with the Baltimore community because over the years, I've produced <clears throat> numerous projects that have featured other Baltimore musicians. And I would say about 50% of the time, the musicians that I've involved in these projects will help me promote the thing that right. I'm doing that benefits them because it's either a webcast or a big show and about 50% will really rise to the challenge. Now the caveat is all of them are doing the same thing that I'm doing, right. hustling super hard. So I understand it and I'm working through that frustration. So like when I thought about like, well, am I going to promote Baltimore musicians again here in Baltimore? Is that what I'm going to spend another year doing? Um, and I realized that I think for me that the identification process of the people that we might choose to feature would have to be centered around um, their willingness to promote our project as well. Right. You know, to really be a partner rather than just like a featured guest, but to say, you're, you know, like we're going to feature a musician. And my idea, since I might as well just throw it out there, is mm -hmm. to have, um, we haven't contacted Christopher about this yet. We have not. But... <clears throat> I'm going to throw it out there that I think it would be really cool to have a, a couple of live shows that are at his venue that he's, well, sort of like a, a stage. I won't say venue because that's a complicated word. It's a stage. Yeah, it's not he, a venue. It's I a mean, stage. it could be. Yeah. It's, a space. He has he, a space. He has a, yeah, it's a rehearsal space. Basically. He has a rehearsal space that I think would be really cool to do live podcast recordings mm -hmm. with a couple of musicians, either from Baltimore or out of Baltimore, who are who you know maybe self-identify like we do that are lacking visibility yeah and then combine that with the with the concept of like you have a person who is expert in fabric mm -hmm. and shaping fabric to accentuate the positive attributes of multiple different types of bodies right and having that person dress us because looking like this is one of the things that was so fascinating to me there's an organization called i think it's the saint francis it's on Maryland and 22nd in Baltimore, and it's, um, I think it's a halfway house, but it, they, they offer services for people who are struggling with um, mental illness and addiction issues and homelessness in the city of Baltimore. But in the basement, they have a men's, and in the basement, they have a men's clothing shop with suits and right. a tailor who will come and um, help you get fitted for a suit and tailored, and then a barber who comes in and cuts your hair. So the concept being that like not only then do you become more visible to the right. community, but you're also able to like I, the intention is mostly for job fairs and, and people right. looking, who are able at that point to um, work. 
and are looking for work. And the combination of those ideas, I was just like, how can we like, there's an underserved class in, in musicians too, that like, how do we make ourselves more visible? And I think a lot of people would say, well, the, this is an over the theme of it is um so wide to me because i want each of those artists to also discuss the thing that they think is invisible right is the invisible thing um a mental health issue is it a societal um a systemic problem like racism or misogyny that they want to have highlighted right and there's a lot of side benefits because there's so many wonderful organizations in the city of baltimore that are that are working that we can partner with that are actually going to have the side benefit of like, you know, pushing a, an established organization that has, that's doing some good in the in the city of Baltimore. Right, and and Christopher already has a, he does a nonprofit called uh, Sharp Dressed Man. Which, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Which uh, you know, there's the, I think it was the two thousand uh, people that were, you know, basically given a suit, you know, and and you know, the empowerment to, to go out and to do the job interview and to become, to feel better about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his, his idea was that they, that, uh, if they received a suit, then there's like a, a, pay, a pay it forward type of thing where they, you know, the people who have the suits are empowered to go back out in the community and try to get other people to be active and, in, mm-hmm. in, you know, becoming, I don't know, I would say productive members of the community, but like, you know, bettering their lives or, you know, making progress. Well, because to me, to not have, I don't know, it's like purpose-driven life. Mm-hmm. It seems like my layperson's observation of this world is that when people have purpose, they tend to be more productive. And when that purpose, you know, the purpose, unfortunately, for us in um, our politics in America, the purpose can be very, very driven towards not humane ends. But... I would prefer that we use our little tiny gate here as gatekeepers to open it up to people who are purpose driven. And I love that concept of like, how do we make big change? I remember um, John Amelia, who's one of our supporters Mm -hmm. said this to me years ago when I was frustrated about world peace. And he said, nobody can achieve world peace. No one person, but he's like, but you can work on peace for your kid in your neighborhood. And it's like, yeah, like we have the the potential to empower ourselves yeah. to go out with that little ripple of positivity. Yeah. And this was really gratifying or not gratifying but um important to me because a couple weeks ago after the the terrorist attack in New Zealand, um I was on information overload and in my mind I was having a real hard time separating a terrorist act from the horrible, um, devastating political acts that the current administration is enacting upon the American electorate um, and um, the American population and just causing more people to suffer in poverty. And I was like, I don't really see a difference between those two things. And so I had some discussions. They were not arguments. They were discussions with people on Facebook, but I was just down in a hole about it. I was like, I don't really see a difference between these bad actors and those bad actors right and i remember so i was just playing piano for hours and hours again to console myself because i was feeling it really deeply as they say i was up in my feelings and um 
so I decided to like turn on Facebook Live and live stream the rehearsal and just like not really talk about it, but just to show my sadness about what was happening, but then also like play music. And you told me later, you're like, that's good. You're, it's a counterbalance. You're, mm -hmm. it's a, that, that horrific act in New Zealand was live streamed. I hope I never even accidentally see it. Yeah. Um, but to put something out there that somebody can view instead is really important. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons why, like, despite the fact that we don't have institutional support and this is just you and I sitting here gabbing sometimes, this feels like worthwhile mm -hmm. to me. I don't think people are going to listen to these podcasts over and over again. No. But hopefully in the moment, <laughs> it gives somebody some entertainment and some solace. Hopefully. And we have, you know, good intentions for season three. We do. We do. We have great, we have great intentions for season one and season two. Yeah. No, you know, we've done good work. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, I think we'll probably just wrap things up. Oh, no. Is we're, it coming to time? Well, we're at the 33-minute mark. Yeah, this has been enough talking. And we, you know, it's one of those things like, you know, if we keep going, we're going to devolve into like, why it is blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. Well, since this is probably going to go up next Monday, mm -hmm. when it's not April Fool's Day. Correct. I don't really like April Fool's Day anyway. It's a, it's a made up holiday. Is it a holiday? Is it a federal holiday? It's a federal holiday. It's not. We can't get a we can't get voting day as a federal holiday, but April Fool's Day. They're like that's important. <laughs> yeah, people are jerks. <laughs> no, they are. they are. There are some. It's a lot of them. It's a lot of them. I think there's more good than bad. I think there's more non-jerks than jerks. Yeah. When I was driving on six ninety five, though, it was it's definitely just hard. A lot of jerks. <laughs> hard to sell it. It's yeah. not even jerks. It's people who are just like. I want to die. Right, I'm going to take as many of you with me. Oh, my God. Anyway, okay, so, so let's talk about some of the things that are coming up that are going to be in the interim until we get season three going. Which okay, and my, season three, you know, it's going to be a while. Well, my intention is to have it in progress starting in the fall, mm -hmm. right? Like that's kind of the thing is what we, we've had this sort of plan where we've dedicated our summer. Are you texting? They don't know that. <laughs> I I just, all right, I, this is time sensitive. It's okay. He's got a time sensitive thing because it's likely to do with Andrew Grimm's teaching job, which he does too. No, do. no, no. It has to do with uh, my, I'm playing this move Wednesday night. Oh, okay. Hmm. Oh my God. That was so loud. That was really loud. Sorry. Excuse that, me. Oh, is it connected to your computer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So now, now everybody knows that you're texting. Here, just turn your ringer off. Oh, wait, I don't think that has anything to do with it. That is so funny. So um, our usual plan is to work on things over the summer, plan a schedule, and then implement that in the fall. Right. And so um, I would like to stick to that schedule we have a tour down to Florida and back. Which is almost booked. Yes. Except for the Falcon Bar in Orlando. So we're still looking for a place in Orlando. Yep. And there's there's two other places I contacted around there and they they have a hard time. I don't th I don't think that their email protocols have a reply button. Gotcha. That's what the problem is. <clears throat> it is hard to reply. Why is it 
Uh-oh, here we why go. Why is it? Uh-oh, here we go. Wh- why is it that? Andrew Grove just settled back into his chair. Yeah. It was like, took a deep breath. <gasps> what is What is fundamentally wrong with, or unique, or singular, or whatever you want, how, whatever modifier you want to use? What is, f- I'm just going to use wrong. What is fundamentally wrong with my, or your, or anyone's, um, Oh my god! Psychological makeup is that getting recorded? That I don't know. We'll find out. So a huge ding just happened yeah, in my head. I'll, I'll put them in there. Um, that that when we don't get a response, right? Like I I automatically imagine that they hate me. Yeah, we internalize it a lot. Like, but but like, why is it? Why 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 can't it be? And maybe this is what I'll work on. Is that when they don't respond, they're just so overwhelmed by the fact that I want to play their place that they're like, well, there's no way that, oh my God, like, how do we, how, what do we do? How, how do you respond to Andrew Grimm? Like, I mean, I can't believe, I can't believe he's contacting us. Maybe you should start the emails to um, talent buyers. And Ooh. I use that term loosely for bars. Yeah. Is, um, you, you mean the bartender's cousin? Well, <laughs> not all bars. But there are plenty of places that have are run by musicians who actually know what they're doing. And like yeah. you show up and you're like, oh, my God, I can tell that you have had the experiences I've had because yeah. you've made your place totally awesome. Yeah. Um, other places are not. Music is like they might have. Well, they're like, you're you know, we've talked about that before. Here you are under three televisions that are all playing like sports thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but maybe you should start your emails with like, I know you can't believe that I'm contacting you personally. Right. But I understand. But it is I, Andrew Grimm, Baltimore's <laughs> the heart, soul, gallbladder, liver, eyeballs. The endocrine system. Of adrenal glands of I'm, Baltimore's Americana The pituitary scene. gland of Baltimore's alt-country scene. Yeah. Yes. Um, it is I. It t- is I. <laughs> Kneel before my awful power. Yeah. I can I will be honoring you with my presence. We should just assume that we got the gig on the day right. and, be, and just start we, sending we will, contracts. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I've sent you a contract for this date. And, and maybe that's a way to do it is like send a contract first right. and then be like, the person writes back like, we didn't book you for this date and be like, mm, are, are you sure? Are you sure? Because I talked to, I talked to, I don't know. Uh, I'm I, pretty I, sure. I talked to Steve about it. No, no, no. Send these emails that say actually at the end like if i don't hear back from you i'll assume it's a yes <laughs> i'm gonna show up anyhow no response means yes and, and start sending posters <laughs> right. if only we could afford the time energy and materials to do that and, well you know what that's that's taking trolling to a new level <laughs> oh maybe we should become booking trolls well, I mean, actually, technically, we did troll the Falcon Bar last night, and they responded, which is such a like a negative thing to have that be. Like, which I'm gonna, I need to put, I need to post back on their page. Thanks for the response. Yes, it only took five emails, two AI bots, and then me posting to your Facebook page publicly. Are you gonna say that? Yes. Fuck them. What are they gonna do? What are they going to do? Oh, I'm sorry. The Falcon Bar in Orlando that has a capacity of like 98 people, which of course is that's too big for me anyhow. But still, like, what are Don't they going to do? Don't be negative there. What are they, they going to do? What are they going to do? Is the temporary rush of that worth it? Yes. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. 
If you write I, that, I've I'm been just a nice gonna... guy musician for a long time. That's true. Why would you change that? Well, I'd still be nice to you. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> it's just it's just venues. Okay, so what's coming up? Anyhow, okay, so uh, so this is going to air on April eighth. April eighth. Yeah. So yeah, so the nineteenth, April nineteenth, uh, I'm playing the DC Pie Shop. Okay. Uh, with the Glenmont Popes and the Harlan County Kings. Ooh. Yep. Um, that's my birthday show. Gefreudiger Geburtstag. Oh, I don't know what that means. That's filthy. Exactly. <laughs> um, so How I'll, many years will you have? 47. 47. 47 years. 47 is almost as ridiculous an age as 43 is. Almost. Because I'm 43, and when I say it, I'm just like, who cares about 40? Like, 42 actually felt like something, because I was just like, I'm just in my early 40s, but now I'm 43, and I'm like... You're still in your early 40s. Yeah, but... Who cares? Like I, I, I mean, when you hit forty-four, forget it. Yeah, it's all downhill. Um, the that there's such an innocuous, like nothing's happening at forty-three. <laughs> no, 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 no. The thing that happened—that's what I meant to say. The thing that I meant to say was I've forgotten my age. Like yeah, yeah. people ask me how old I am, I'm just like I know I'm not in my thirties anymore, but I don't actually know how old I am <laughs> because I'm ageless. Well, you are ageless. Um, so April, tw- I got to get back to this because yes. we are actually now running out of time. Okay. Um, April 19th. April 20th. April 20th. At Joe Squared Pizza. Hitler's birthday. Yes. Uh, You're not going to be celebrating. No, 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 no. Let me retract this. <laughs> Jessica Lang's birthday. There you go. You're going to be celebrating Jessica Lang's birthday. Yeah, at the Joe Squared Pizza with Drift Mouth. From Cleveland, Ohio. Uh-huh. Starring Lou Poster. Who was featured guest on season two of yep. this podcast. And, uh... Saddle of Centaur. <gasps> Saddle of Centaur. Mm-hmm. They're going to kill it. They, and... And they were on the first episode. Very first featured episode. Their amazing song, Tampon Tea. And what my hope is, because I will be out of the state for this mm-hmm. gig, is that you're going to live stream that song. I might. Yeah. And it depends. If you if, if there's some coffee in it for me. I'll think about it. Okay. Um, and then the Glenmont Do you want Pope's the tongue slapping coffee or like the stuff that actually tastes good? Uh, I want the good stuff, man. <sighs> okay. I'm a guest. I'm a guest in your apartment. Guests get to do whatever they want. What? Yeah. Nobody ever said that. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's just the way it guess, works. Guests get to make fun of your pants. Uh huh. Elephant pants. Oh, there's the rip. Yep. Mm. <laughs> 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 oh, are you okay? Just got a little something in your throat there. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, yeah, and then there's another June Star show, and there's one in May. We're doing some outdoor thing for Downtown Partnership because they're trying to keep the Preakness in Baltimore. Oh, cool. Yeah. So I'm doing something there uh, with the whole band. There's a June Star show in June at some point. I got to figure that out. And then we won't be doing anything until the fall. Well, you and I have a house concert. We have a house concert. In Westminster, Maryland. On the 21st. Um, of June. Mm-hmm. So then, why don't I tell you what I'm up to? Okay. <laughs> um, what are you up to? Um, when is my next gig? Oh my God. Do I not have a gig until April 29th? I don't think you have a gig until April 29th. I have a gig with, um, I'm the feature guest at T-Volve. Rob Hinkle runs the open mic at T-Volve. That's on- not true. You have a gig with uh, Nicolette Good. Oh my God, I can't believe it. Well, yeah, but that's this weekend and this is going to N- broadcast after that. 
Oh, April 13th. April 13th. Yeah. yeah. There. <sighs> There's too much going on. Please, please hire power. Send me a booking agent. Please hire power. Send me a booking agent. Please hire power. Send me a booking agent. Oh, there's the music. So I'm also playing at Cooper's Tavern uh-huh. um, in Timonium, a rare restaurant gig on right. June 26, something around no, there. No, not 26. 26 29th. is Tony Danaikis. Yeah, 29th. We're playing Music Cafe it's with 27th Tony. 27th or 20th. Yeah. No, it's the 29th. So now that I'm talking over my own song, um, all of these dates can be found on the tour dates page at ellencherry.com. And you can subscribe. I'm changing my subscribers to reagents. Uh-huh. Agents of re. Right. And you can find that at ellencherry.bandcamp.com. Um, that's the best way to support me. How about you? Um, you can find my stuff at junestar.com. And then you can go to junestar.bandcamp.com forward slash subscribe. I'm changing, I'm rebranding mine from subscribers to Valkyries. <laughs> Become a Junestar Valkyrie. Death from above. <laughs> um, and then, uh, yeah, and then feel free to go by Falcon Bar. Um, and, hey, or, before we leave, yes. what I want to say, I feel like I'm talking out louder because the You music's don't have to talk loud. that loud. Okay. Just, yeah. So, but it's a little bit distracting because it's such a good song. Uh-huh. Produced by Scott Smith. Um, it's It's been a pleasure to create these two seasons with you. And I'm looking forward... Is this when you're breaking up with me podcast-wise? <laughs> no. I believe in this project. And I think even though we may have our frustrations that we voice frequently, um, I do believe that we have something important going on here. And I don't want to stop. And the thing is, no one's telling us to stop. The signs are all pointing to going. And the thing is, I think for a lot of people, it just takes a long time to reach a a point, you know? And if we keep going, um, well, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping any of this stuff. Not stop. Never stop not stopping. Never stop never stopping. Never stop never stopping. (laughs) This is the Ellen Cherry story. (laughs) Sounds good. Or I'm fatigued. Right. I need three weeks to recover emotionally. Right on. Um, best of luck to you in the interim. And I think we'll probably do maybe like maybe once a month that we can just pop back on and have like a little catch up because it's super fun to record these with you. And I want to encourage people to still listen. Yeah. So. Okay. Because why aren't you famous? Why aren't you famous? I don't care about fame. I don't, yeah, whatever. I, I, I don't even know. I don't, famous something? Yeah. Hey, this is the end of the song. No, it's not. Oh, we still... Whoa, did you write this song? Because, boy, you don't know when it ends. Is it still going? Oh, yeah, there's the last verse. Such a lovely song. Something, it's insanely clever. Thank you. Yeah. It, is, it was something insanely clever. I heard this on TMD once. Did you? Uh-huh. Oh, hey, thanks. We got best collaboration of the year. Woo! And TMD. I would like to thank you Me. for being my collaborator on this project. Cool, thank you. You're doing a good job. Um, this song is getting close to ending now. It's ending in just uh, one bar. I want to thank our supporters and everyone who's listening. <laughs> and that went off really super quick. No, no, I, I, I can stretch it back out. Okay, cool. It's all good. <laughs> the music stopped. All right. Good work. Good work. I'll see you later. Yeah, I'll see you around the, and see you around the apartment. And What? <laughs> well, I'm not leaving yet. Oh, that's right. I got to pack up all the stuff. Um, hey friends, thanks for listening to all the crazy stuff that we say, and we'll see you hopefully really soon. Right on. Catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. That's ridiculous. <laughs>